0: How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. Hey, I want to tell you guys real quick, please do me a favor and subscribe to the channel. If you guys are new in between, in between these videos, we're actually doing live feed directly from Ukraine, from webcams that are in the streets of Ukraine. So you can actually see, I have up to nine cameras I can use at once. So please subscribe if you guys want to see that at the same time. My co-host is not here. He won't be here till tomorrow. So it will be just myself and my, well, just me for today. So please do me a favor and subscribe. We'll be doing multiple videos throughout the day and every single day of this Ukrainian conflict. So I'm gonna tell you guys right now, out the gate. We're going to start with some heavy, heavy stuff. I know that uh, we usually start with the whole mapping, which I will get into if you guys are new to the channel. We, we lay everything out on maps. We show everything. Myself, I was in for like seven years, and I, I fought in two wars. My, my, co- my co-host, I guess you would say, he was in for 15-ish years. He did a lot of operations in Ukraine, Iraq, Afghanistan, Africa. He was in SF. Like, we've done a lot of stuff. So we, we take everything, the operational aspect thing, and we kind of lay it out on maps for you all. who we are trying to get an understanding of what's really going on. Now, I'm going to throw this out there. Vladimir Putin has actually ordered the Russian nuclear deterrent forces put on high alert, uh, literally just like 30 minutes ago, in response to what he has actually called aggressive statements by leading NATO powers. The orders mean that Putin has actually put every single one of the nuclear weapons that are prepared for increased readiness to launch. Western countries aren't only taking unfriendly actions against our country in the economic sphere, but top officials from leading NATO members and aggressive statements regarding our country. that was literally from Putin's mouth. Now what I find somewhat ironic is he is, he is now essentially getting somewhat what I would call butthurt that everybody is taking sanctions and, and like slapping him on the wrist for invading another country. Yes. That awkward pause would left in for like, literally Putin is like, you know what? I don't like any of you guys. You know what? You guys are throwing me under the bus. I'm going to put all my people on on high alert, all my warheads, which I'm going to throw that right there. You guys want to know what he's got? I have found it. I have no idea how I went down this, this rabbit hole, which I'm going to show you. I found the Russian nuclear weapons of 2021. This is the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. I don't even, don't know how I found this, but I'm going to give you guys it on screen. ICBMs. How many do they have? Launcher wise, they have 310. Total warheads, they have 1189. SLBMs. You guys don't know what that is. That comes out of a sub launchers they have 176 warheads that can outfit inside those subs apparently 816. sub total of each launcher or of launchers in total is actually 68. They have 68 bombers that are airplanes I guess you would say and then they have 500 total 580 total warheads for those. their total actual strategic offensive forces when it comes to nuclear capabilities launcher wise 554 and then total warheads is actually 2585. total stockpile though. All right, you ready? Total stockpile that's actually deployed is sixteen hundred, and they have twenty eight hundred ninety seven in reserve. That's almost forty five hundred in the total stockpile, and the total inventory that's with retired and everything is six thousand two hundred fifty seven. So, if you guys want to know the exact locations of them, I will put them on screen. Don't know how they. I guess this is something they have to do. Each one of them, I can tell you which one's active, upgrading, and not. It is on screen right there. Multiple different locations. It actually has a grid cordon to them with the silos. No idea why this is even out there, but I guess it is. It doesn't matter because I'm sure the U.S. government has everything there is there to know on this. But there you go. You wanted to know? It's on screen for you. Also, even crazier, Belarus decided they wanted to go to war and declare war on Ukraine. I don't really know why they would do that, but that's kind of a big deal. That's That was what I just had read about 30 minutes ago. Belarus was uh, going to declare war on Ukraine, which is kind of crazy in a sense that that would mean that there's actually a country that's declared war in Ukraine that is touching another NATO country. I guess Russia would be. They're touching up in the north, but there was none of those countries that are touching Russia up there in the north, even or even close to Ukraine. So this would be the first one that's kind of in that area. Anyway, there's also information about airborne troops that are going to be loaded onto planes. They're actually currently loaded onto planes right now in Belarus that are preparing to land... In Zimitar in Kiev, so now they're now Belarus is actually bringing out their military and their special operators to actually land. So I'm going to pull up my handy dandy little map here. So we're going to zoom in. So the areas that they're thinking about doing airborne operations and droppings, yes, droppings out of a plane. I guess that's probably not the right way to put it, but you know what I mean. It's going to be up here. So this is the town they're going after, and then of course this one. They've legitimately this town right here over here in Kiev that has been given the Russian forces absolute as as much trouble as you could possibly imagine. Now, I'm going to tell you guys when it comes to Belarus doing airborne operations, even the special operators, they're going to have some problems at night. Look at Russia. Russia was supposed to be the second or third most powerful country on planet Earth. They had problems with the Ukrainian forces at night. I'm going to say right now that Russian forces are not nearly as trained as the world thinks they are. And we're learning that right now. I mean, I'm not saying that Ukrainian forces aren't capable of offending them off, but I thought that they were going to have nighttime superiority over Ukraine and they haven't at all. And I think it has to do with a lack of training, not having the right equipment, still using tanks from World War II, that kind of stuff. Like Russian army, it's just like China. (laughs) Literally, they, they don't have, they have a massive force, but it's nothing like an American's army. Like, like not even relatively close. With well, that being said, this is where I think they're going to be doing a little bit of dropping. So they're not going to drop directly on the town. It's probably going to be more north. More north and more north over here. That's where I'm going to say. If they drop in Kiev, it may be on this side. But I, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. They're not going to dump all the way back in. They could dump on behind them. Could be a thing. But from what I'm seeing here, they've been having so much resistance on that south side of Kiev. I think they're going to have to push north, or I guess they could take the other route, which could be a thing. They could dump on the, the south side and then push in from the north with their armored vehicles. That right there could be a thing, but I don't know how, I don't know. I just don't see the Belarus army being able to jump at night. So what I'm thinking is they're going to jump their The planes will take off at three or four in the morning while it's still dark, dump their men off right before the sun comes up so they can land. But I, I just don't see them if they actually do an airborne operation, which hasn't happened since World War II. I don't see them doing it at night. You know, I just don't see it happening. The casualty rate would be way too high. It would be unacceptable. It just wouldn't be right. So I don't see that happening. So now that we're back over to the maps, I'm going to go ahead and zoom back down to south. I'm going to give you guys the areas that Russia is currently controlling. And this is the map that we were using yesterday. So I'm going to show you this. We're going to zoom in here. This is the most southern side of Ukraine. This is around that area of Takmak. I was it Tomahawk yesterday. That's my little Tomahawk area. So Zap Zorzea up here in the north northern area of this map. So right there. There's been some heavy resistance there. And then along on the most eastern side of Mariupol, as you guys do know, over here. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and change this over to black so we can see a little bit better. So they've been having heavy resistance here, clearly, because they've been this entire time. They've been bombarded from the sea from here. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to put the blue. So Ukrainian defense is super heavy right here. And right here, extremely. Now, Russian forces have been able to push through, and now they control this much more white space right here. This is the ground the Russian army con- clearly controls as of right now. Then we're going to scroll down to here. I have some stuff i want to show you guys from this area up uh, Bernadisk. I actually have video of Russian buck surface-to-air missiles that are coming directly out of this, this city down here. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I, I actually have the exact grid coordinate of where this was taken, this is the exact grid coordinate of that photo you guys are seeing right there, all the way right there. So if you guys are ever wondering where that was, guess what? There it is. And if I'm able to find it, then I promise you someone else over there is going to be able to find it. But there's the exact location of those Russian Buk surface-to-air missiles, as you saw two of them. And they also had like an APC sitting there with them, of course, just kind of hanging out. Now we're going to scroll a little bit to the West and I'm going to annotate some more stuff here for you guys. So yesterday we talked about a uh, column or a convoy of Russian forces that were staging here in Nova Kokosha right there. So with that being said, I stated it about 12 hours ago, there was a big convoy then what you guys saw the satellite imagery of. Now that same convoy I told you guys was going to be moving, was most likely going to be moving West into Kyrgyzstan. So with it moving into Kyrgyzstan, that's exactly what they did. But at the same time, they were spotted by drone footage. I mean, if I'm sitting here in Texas, I was able to find them. Then the people on the ground probably found them as well. So, with that being said, as they were there on their way, the route to Kirsten to go try to take over Mikalov and, and try to actually take that over didn't pan out. They got hit with some drones. So, here's the footage of that. Now, there is currently some major there's a major heavy fire going on here in Mikalov, right on the outskirts right here. So, I'm going to annotate this in blue. So right here, there's some heavy, heavy, heavy defensive position set up by the Ukrainian forces that has not allowed. I'm going to say, when I say heavy defenses, I'm talking like bunkered in And when I was, when I fought in Afghanistan, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, it's, it's kind of hard for you to have an understanding of how deep some of these bunkers get. If you've never been inside of one, the ones that I was fighting in were from old fighting positions from the Russians. Like when I mean like old fight, like literally on hilltops and they were as tall as I was, they would have to put sandbags down at the bottom of them to see over them. So when I mean like heavily fortified, they're dug in. I mean, when I mean like dug in, like that's why Russians having such a hard time getting through some of these areas. It's because these guys are fortified and dug in like crazy. And and when you're in a defensive position, you're going to not take as many casualties as you are, well, if you're on offense. Which, with that being said, you know, we can just peel over to how many losses Russia's actually taken as of right now. As of February 27th, 4,300 troops is the confirmed number, approximate confirmed number, 27 planes 26 helicopters, 146 tanks, 49 artillery pieces, 706 armored personnel carriers, one book system, which we just found two more, ching four grad system, 30 cars. That's a little strange. 60 refuel tanks, two drones, and two ships or patrol boats. So there you go. There's the updated stats for you. I know the Ukraine, I don't even think they've crested over a 1,000 casualties as of yet, but like I said, they're sitting currently in defensive fighting position, so it's going to be a little bit more different That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to, I was saying this yesterday, they're going to have to hit them with a lot more arty and a lot more just stuff from the air, which I don't know if Russia really wants to put that on. I, that means they have to take a significant amount more of civilian casualties, which, like, when I mean significant, if you're going to come in and start dumping bombs on a country, it's going to be pretty significant, casualty-wise. So I brought up the street signs yesterday. Also, hey, look, I got a little overlay. See this? Uh, it's pretty much telling them to go fuck off. That's literally what it says on the street signs. So they've changed all the, all the electronic street signs inside of Ukraine. Have literally said "eat Russia." It's pretty much what it says. I'm not even kidding. It's kind of funny. So I would had to overlay that for you guys. There's also a Chechenian battalion commander. This is kind of strange because at the same time, I re- I was talking about it yesterday that there's the Chechens have actually come in and started fighting with with Russia. Now there's actually one that has come out and stated that he is going to fight with Ukraine. I mean, a little strange. The battalion of Dzorka Dudyev is apparently going to fight on the side of of Ukraine against Russia. And he claims that the last one that just came in with Russia is actually traitors. He goes on to state this, we'll always fought for Ukraine and we'll continue to do so right until the end until together we have victory. He said that the others are traitors. To the Ukrainian nation, same as DPR and LPR puppets, dear honored Ukrainians, please don't consider them Chesnians. They're not Chesnians. They're a disgrace of Chesnian people. Traitors. Don't be afraid of them. Real Chechnyans are with you, fighting right beside you, and shedding blood for you. Wow. Victory will be ours. So there you go. One of those things where I was talking about yesterday, morale boosters. There's another one for you. That's a morale killer for the Russian military. So we're going to move over to our handy-dandy Google map here, and this is a town of Kupanyansky. I'm probably going to say it incorrect, but it's over near Kharkiv. Anyway, it's right here where that little red dot is, as you guys see, and there's Kharkiv, so I'm going to go back over to my handy-dandy little Notepad book here, and here it is right here. I'm gonna go ahead and circle it for you guys. We have a recon unit from the Russian military moving there through there as of currently. So if they're moving through there, I, I can't really tell exactly where they're gonna go, but I'm just letting you guys know there is one that's been spotted right there. Which if they're gonna do anything, would probably move south and or move this way to try to help their element on the backside of Kharkiv. So this recon element, I'm gonna assume that all they're doing is is either gonna move south and report back or move west to northwest over to the backside of Kharkiv to try to help the element that's trying to push through Kharkiv, the one that's actually in Belgorod, the one that has been staging this entire time. Maybe they're trying to push back to tell them what the enemy forces are really back there, where to drop bombs. That is exactly what a recon element is going to do in the first place. Recon isn't there to essentially pick a fight. They're there to radio back and actually tell where the enemy units are and so on and so forth. So that's exactly what I think is going on there. But it is a go, it is good to know exactly where one is sitting at. All right, so now we got Mar- Pool. We're going to go up this main route here. I'm going to go ahead and erase this stuff right here so you guys can get a clean picture. So right here is where I am talking about where they have actually taken... So now. They've actually been able to move out. The Russian forces have been able to move out as i making this. They've moved out to about right here. So now they control about this much more white space. This red you are seeing, they now control. Now, with that being said, that base is there. But Ukrainian forces do have a significant, significant uh, defensive position set up right here. And I'm looking at it completely on a map right in front of me like this. That is literally how their defensive positions are set up. I would assume they're going to be, they almost have interlocking so- sectors of fire to a certain extent here. Um, I would assume that this has to do with terrain. I have not looking at a, a map that shows me the elevation and everything of, of of that certain area, but I'm assuming that it's set up to have interlocking sectors of fire right there. So one's got to be on the hilltop, but currently that's that's all I could tell you guys as of right now. They've held off this entire area is still being held off by Ukrainian forces, but Russian forces have pushed in, and they actually decided to take a selfie at the 37th Motorized Battalion in front of their sign. I guess it's one of those kind of morale things I was talking about earlier, like, hey, look, we got your stuff. Same type deal. So the, the Ukrainian delegation is actually going to be meeting with uh, the Russian delegation currently in the next couple hours without preconditions on the Ukrainian-Belarusian border near the, near the Pryor River, which is going to be on the north northern, north eastern or excuse me northwestern side of the country germany is also going to be arving itself with an additional 100 billion for the nation's defense this year and adding more than two percent of its gdp from 2022 and onwards apparently germany is a little bit worried of russia so they're actually boosting like i mean we're talking 100 billion that's a that's quite a bit it's, it's quite a bit of doll hairs anyway if you guys want to know the lifted list of countries that have also pretty much told russia to to eat eat a fat one when it comes to flying through their Ireland, UK, Slovenia, Czech Republic, Poland, Lithuania, Estonia, Finland, Romania, Bulgaria, and France. Pretty much they have been cut off from flying West. They cannot fly a single plane over the Western side of the world, like going West in the world. They literally have to go fly over China. If they want, like say if they wanted to go to Spain, they have to fly South. And then like, you know, what's going to do to the economy. And I also saw some images of some Russians that were on vacation over in Taiwan they can't use their credit cards, and their their currency. They literally their valuation of the currency when they were going to exchange rate was 0.00. So that's going to take a toll on the Russian economy. What what happened yesterday? Anyway, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys did enjoy this. There's going to be a bunch of stuff moving forward over this the next twenty four to forty eight hours. I would assume if they actually do this this air airborne operation into Kiev, the Belarus, and if they actually decide to go to like, I'm, I'm just thinking, what is the outcome here? What are they really getting? Like, what, what are they, what do they gain? It's kind of, this this is kind of reminds me of Germany and Italy type deal. ah, Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this. I will catch you guys here later on in the day. I do love you. Thank you so much. And I'm out.